This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 72. The Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 72. I'm Rebecca, and here with me are two Earth astronauts on a metal meteor mission Sergeant Scott Doodley. And joining him in the cockpit, Ambassador William Handshake. It's traditional for us to lick our palms before we shake hands. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing episode 119 of He-Man, Visitors from Earth. The air date was November 23rd, 1984. And on this day in history, A Christmas Carol starring George C. Scott premiered in the UK. Well, it didn't premiere what, here. What? what? <laughs> this yeah. is USA facts. <laughs> yeah, USA. Will. Yeah, Will. We want to hear about American Christmas carols. <laughs> 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 A Travis Trent Christmas. Charles <laughs> Dickens wrote Christmas Carol in 1980. We were like, no. With no. guest stars Hulk Hogan and Randy Travis. There premiered on what date, Will? I'm just messing. Where's my flag print <laughs> nightcap? <laughs> Santa Claus, wearing a USA bikini, comes to save Christmas on the back of a jet ski. We gotta make this dumber for us to celebrate. And in this episode, some Earth astronauts crash on Eternia, and Skeletor tries to use their asteroid-busting missile to breach Castle Grayskull. And... As if that weren't exciting enough, because it is exciting to get visitors from Earth. <laughs> it's also exciting to take a trip on Earth around the sun, which is what happened to Scott this week, because it's his birthday. Oh, I guess that's a fanciful way to think about <laughs> Isn't it. Isn't it yeah. fanciful? I yeah. thought you were saying I went back in time like in Star Trek Four. You did. You and also I, did I, that. I did the I did the whip around the sun. You also did that, and you also made the Earth spin on its axis backwards. So we're living yesterday. Today. Today. So just to be clear, we're saying it was your birthday, right? Yes. No, okay. but then also, actually, it was your birthday. Okay. In a previous episode. In a previous episode. Um. So, you know, it's not a terribly exciting thing to have a birthday as an adult, typically. And we have a very hard time doing things for ourselves as adults because, you know, there's always someone that needs help in your family more than you need help and we don't often take the time to just get some little treats for ourselves okay we don't do it right because there's always something you got to fix and you got to save for a new roof and then you still got student loans because why like why did anyone let you borrow your air conditioner goes out and then your air conditioner goes out it's the worst and they're all and they never stop whining and then if you try to get something for yourself you got to buy something for them oh don't forget the prescription cat food and the prescription cat food. Yeah, jeez. So in the spirit of having a treat for Scott for his birthday, I got a treat for all of us for Scott's birthday. <laughs> That's why I I'm love right Scott's birthday. As long as I get a piece of the treat. Yeah, we, we all get a treat. And it's not a dog treat. 
It is not a dog treat this week. The fancy dog treats were okay, though. They're, they're, they're very thick okay. and good for you. Yes. So our treat for Scott's birthday is I got us each a rockin' awesome t-shirt from a t-shirt vendor online. Holy moly. That is uh, He-Man related. How fun. Oh, and, then, and then and I picked one for everyone that I think, you know, that speaks to them. You know, like, it, it's kind of like, maybe not your He-Man avatar, but it's mm-hmm. close, all right? Do you think I can wear this to work with a blazer? You think that'd be all right? Definitely. That would be pretty hip. So, yeah. yes. So you did not buy anybody the attorney in tuxedo. I did not. I figured you all already owned that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Speedo and all. So, uh, Will, I believe it was your idea to uh, stage a little fashion show. We you can know surprise. I love fashion shows. <laughs> you do. It's it's just like Milan in here every every week. Pageantry. Um, so I you, I figured that maybe you could. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hand you your shirt, and then okay. maybe you can go out into the kitchen, put it on. I'd love to and surprise us all and with I'll, how great it is. I'll come walk the runway, and then I hope you will give some commentaries to people, so you can paint a picture for people of how fabulous I look. Okay. Well, you're assuming a lot, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't know that you did not get a sh- uh, hair shirt like Beast Man. Well. I, just prepare yourself for flexing. All right, fair enough. Just don't rip the shirt, Will, because okay. I, I know how big your muscles are. I, I know. I know. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm trying to go from mantenna to triclops. Well, I'll tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> so anyway, I hadn't looked at the shirt yet, but holding my hands, I'm going to go get fabulous. And when I come back, these two goons will tell you how fabulous mm-hmm. I look. We will applaud. Okay. okay. Did we want? Did we want music now? Or are you just going to put music? <laughs> yeah. Underneath? Can you just imagine the music? Or we can make some music like, you okay, better right. work, cover girl, work it girl, do a twirl. Porter's coming to see what you're doing. Gosh, what are you doing in there? Yeah, seriously, how long does it take? So he's sauntering. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. Will is wearing oh, that, that is his, a handsome his... maroon shirt yes. with Orco casting magic. Oh, that is wonderful. That's a nice print, man. That, that looks a, really good. That is a good shirt. That is a that is a quality he is shirt. He's flexing now. He did the he Hulk. Did he did the rip Hulk the shirt, but getting close. He did Hulk shoot the star, shoot the star. He did not eat that. Now that he's done that, I don't know week. what I'm going to do when it's my turn. <laughs> Marvelous. That's a, that's, very good. That's a nice shirt. It's cool. Okay, it's my turn. Okay. That is, okay. Yes. It's worth it. Should we, should we try to guess what her shirt's going to be? She bought it for herself. She bought it for herself, so... I I, I know she likes Evil Lynn, but... Oh, that would may, be great. Well, it would be good with Evil Lynn without her helmet. Oh, God, I wish they had that. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's He-Man or Skeletor. She she has to pick an alpha character. Oh, she has to pick an alpha character? I mean, it, I bet it she could be Sorceress. Be. could be Sorceress. I was thinking female, because she's a female, but maybe she went male. I don't know. All right, give us some fabulousness. All right, it's... Rick is coming out. Oh, oh that's hysterical. hysterical. It's the. Uh, it's. Yes. It's it, it's yeah, it's man at arms. Head. That is so funny. He looks so happy to be on your shirt. <laughs> the more we watch this show, the more I just love Duncan. I think he's just my favorite. He's so funny. And of course, I love Evil Man too. If they would have had a good one, I probably. Man, that's hysterical. That's so funny. Yes. Okay. All right, Scott, are you ready to transform? Yes, I am ready. (laughs) Looks like Porter's going to help you try that on. (laughs) I feel like you guys already know what it is. Will does not, actually. I I do because I'm the one who ordered it. Because Will's not getting anybody any presents. He ain't know how to do that. You don't know, Ori. You 
order thing like usually you put your hands over your eyes start clicking on stuff <laughs> like look at our bank account see what happened Yep. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> right, come make us, come be fabulous. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Man, there oh is, my God, that looks so there good. There is swimming. <laughs> it is merman. <laughs> it's his face. That looks great. That looks hysterical. That is a nice shirt. That's a nice print, and that that is really good. I am so pleased it's a good with size. these. Yeah. Seriously, like the print of that. Yeah. Like real soft. You know what? I, I, feel, I feel good about this. I'm, I feel, I'm very, I feel, very yeah. pleased with my decision. Yeah, these are look really thank funny. Thank you very much, you guys. I <laughs> You're will, welcome. Yes, thank you. And I am glad that we could all get a present for Scott's birthday. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> we took that trip around the sun. <laughs> I will I will wear the <laughs> out of this. <laughs> Yay. Those are good. Ah. I think I did a good job picking the colors, okay. too. Okay, and so to commemorate these awesome shirts that Rebecca found for us, we are going to take a group photo that you can hear. You can hear a photo that we're going to take, <laughs> and then we'll post it later. <laughs> but you'll hear the moment that the photo was taken. <laughs> or the five moments that all the photos were yeah, taken. This is great radio. <laughs> what do you? What's the magic words we say to it? You can say shoot. You can say cheese. You can say many different things. Okay, what's one of the ones that will work? <laughs> all, all. Okay, all good. Like, you're okay. the one that You can say shirt. multiple. Yeah, well, but I'm bad at magic like Orko. <laughs> uh, okay. Say shoot and then it shoots right. you with a gun. Three, two, shoot! This is Duncan. In Act One, we meet creatures from a strange planet where no one has any muscles. What's wrong, Colonel? The stabilizer is going crazy. We're out of control. All right, so uh, now that we're done having birthday fun for the moment, as we travel around the sun, let's check in with uh, some astronauts who are traveling in space, and they find their way into, I guess, what we would call a wormhole. This is incredible. What's happening? I don't know. Just hang on. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the episode of He-Man. Yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about. Yeah, there's a. It's like a multicolored funnel of some sort. I would. I think it's safe to just call that a, a worm wormhole too. I, you know, looking at this this episode and the Queen Marlena space episode, it looks like um, Earth space travel in the '80s was a lot more exciting than I remember. <laughs> We've <laughs> got some true. very adventurous missions that we were going on that maybe we just didn't know about. Yeah. Maybe Eternity is, is also in the future. I think it's in the 80s because, remember the Christmas episode, they had those 80s jackets that the kids uh, that's got. That's true. So Unless I think it those, is the 80s. What if those just came way back in style? Like, you know, other things from the 80s. I guess like so. Like terrible music, for example. <laughs> that's in style, yeah. Maybe so. Again, I, I like my Irish jigs. Um, no, not really. I'm afraid not. So, yeah, these are, we will find that these are two Earth astronauts. And um, they hint that there's something strange on board, too, or something unusual on board their craft that they need to protect or make sure is, is safe in some way. And um, they, uh, what's wrong with their controls? Something, a thing, I blanked. Something was wrong with their controls, yeah? I think they just got, they got sucked in the wormhole and they couldn't control it. Just during that time. They, they were moving the joystick around a lot. And they were like, <laughs> I can't control it. And you're like, yeah, I guess you can't because you're moving that around a lot. You know, I bet flying that spaceship was like playing that Top Gun game in the on mm. Nintendo on NES. No, I imagine it's like Afterburner at the arcade. 
where you like your chair moved around a lot and you like it was the best arcade game because it was like almost like you were in a real jet it was just like that yes yes <laughs> there's a joystick involved too so they get pulled through that wormhole and their problem is they don't know where they got pulled to but they see some readings that there are life forms on the planet below that we know is eternia and uh, we uh, cut over to the palace where our favorite Eternians are, the palace people. And um, uh, they were talking about how Adam's getting ready for his trip. And did you hear this? Tila gets cut off. Tila says, I wish I had ellipses. <laughs> I didn't hear that. It was the craziest thing. It never gets resolved. She just <laughs> brings it up. It, it was I very, wish I had. she said something very wistful, like it was a big deal. It's like, I wish I had. And then the spaceship comes crashing through. Well, you should have excellent weather for your trip, Adam. Ooh, I wish I had. Well, she was gonna say something really, really poignant, like I wish I had a purpose. Like, yeah, it's okay, it's exactly. Okay, Tila. Exactly. <laughs> I wish okay. I had a mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> and it, never mind. This is more important than that, Tila. Shut your mouth. Shut up, Tila. Here comes the astronauts <laughs> from Earth. We gotta look at this. <laughs> you wish you had astronauts. Here they are. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this crew. There are two people on board this craft, and it is a woman and a man. What are their names? Uh, awesome stuff. One of them, I think, it was his name's. His like, name's Awesome Stuff. <laughs> it could have been. It he, might as well have been. It was something like Mark Blaze. It was. It was oh, Mark right. Blaze. And Andrea. What was her last? And Andrea. What was her last? I wrote. We wrote it down. She also had an awesome last name. My name is Major Andrea Steele. We learned later also that Marlena's name on Earth was Marlena Glenn. Mm -hmm. So she is of the direct descendant of John Glenn, apparently. I guess so. I Which guess also so. confuses our timeline. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Right? You are from Earth? How could you know that? I was once an astronaut. You... You're not Marlena Glenn. Uh, are, are they a couple? What's with Andrea and Mark? Just professional no, space professional. couple? Okay. I mean, I think as a couple, I don't think that she would let him eject her out of the plane. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, I'm but staying like, here with you, Mark. Yeah. Or she, but she was like, peace, give me that ejector chair. It's 1980s, but it feels like the 1960s. <laughs> You're going to eject. Won't you need me up here? No, it's going to be a rough landing. I won't risk it with you here. And with what we've got on board, I can't risk landing anywhere near those below. So uh, apparently he's got to make a difficult landing and he just wants her to be safe, cool, fine. And then that brings uh, her to the palace yard while he takes the ship into a somewhat rocky landing near Snake Mountain. but we'll soon find out. Are you all right? Who are you? Where are you from? I thought it was kind of funny that uh, it seemed pretty unremarkable to her that she was meeting alien beings for the first okay, time. Okay, I thought that the whole time she should be way more impressed with what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, was her... Well, was, I, or, or like that she met like probably her idol because she was a... Right, right. not like only has she met earlier. aliens, but she has met legendary NASA astronaut Marlena Glenn, uh -huh. who was living with these aliens. And she had just accepted so quickly. It's just like, oh, you're the queen on this alien world that we didn't even know existed, and everyone thought you were dead, and you were always hailed as a hero? Okay, anyway, we gotta go <laughs> find my boyfriend in the spacecraft. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you think at this point, though, in like Earth's space abilities, do you think they've met other aliens? 
And that's why she's all right with it? They probably have, Hmm. right? It would stand to reason. I mean, they they have spacecrafts that go pretty far now. Uh, Orco, uh, the little kids in the Christmas special were not impressed with Orco. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. To be fair, would you be? Would you have been? You're like, yes. He's a floating being. (laughs) I mean, I kind of understand why she would not be surprised because... The, pal- uh, the folks at the palace look exactly like her, except it's kind of like a bodybuilding competition. So, <laughs> And they speak her language, so it's easy to deal with, but it's kind of funny. And, and like, no curiosity either. She's not very polite to be like, Marlena, I'd love to hear stories about how it is to be a queen on another world. <laughs> right. But hold on, I've got to go take care of this first. Like, also, could I be a queen on another world? Because I kind of did the same thing you did. Yeah. yeah. Where are some other kings around like, like, here? Do they do they worship us? Because we're from Prince Earth. Adam right here. Yeah, and he's like, seriously. Uh, what? What what a wonderful way to carry on his mother's legacy. It's like, son, you're gonna marry an astronaut. What? Okay. And you and your oh, that's wife. Funny. Will... That's kind of funny. Yeah. Now, wouldn't it be hilarious? One day an you're astronaut like... will come for you, son, and then it'll be time to grow up. <laughs> Sounds There'll good, be another father. Astronaut for your son too. <laughs> we summoned them. We sabotaged their ships to bring astronauts to our planet. Hot lady we sent astronauts. That giant meteor that attracted satellites towards, towards their world, so that they'd send out somebody to send you. Earth, send us your most comely lady astronauts. Um, we'll we need them for one important mission here on Eternia. Preferably with red hair and cat suits and space bubble helmets. We won't take blondes. It's okay. But don't send any of those Mark Blaze types with them, because <laughs> we know how to we know how to make them park over at Snake Mountain. <laughs> uh, Who are you? Where are you from? So sooner or later, she does spill the beans that the problem is that there was a meteor made of space junk that had um, gravitated toward a magnetic mm-hmm. meteor and had made a massive meteor that was now hurtling towards Earth. And it was her and Mark's mission to destroy the meteor mm-hmm. with a missile that they held in their, you know, missile bay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And they have 14 hours to deal with it. Oh, Mark. Mark, where are you? Oh, was that a little Flash Gordon re- reference also? Flash, I love you. You only have 14 hours to save you. Maybe. Actually, I was thinking about uh, Flash Gordon a little bit this episode. Uh, I wonder. That might be true. He's just a man with a man's courage. Yeah, this Yeah, this, this, this episode is bonkers enough to bring in John Glenn and Flash Gordon. Yeah, I, th- I think so. <laughs> Both great American <laughs> heroes. <laughs> Flash Gordon was a football star. Yeah, yeah, we heard about how John Glenn found the Golden Grail in space. <laughs> Uh, America's dumb. (laughs) This is He-Man. And in Act 2, astronaut Andrea Stales making me look bad. All right, so they need to destroy it. And then, as we've just discussed, Mark has had a rough landing at Snake Mountain. And the ship has had some damage. And I think the part of the missile, the part that would shoot it, maybe... There's something on there that would render it dysfunctional, and he knows that it needs to be repaired, and they need to get the ship flying again. But he has the bad luck of running into Skeletor's crew, and who do we meet for the first time? I don't know if I've seen him before. Talk about Spikor? Spike yeah. Or? Oh, yeah, we met him before. Well, I met him. Take him, Spikor! I don't know 
if I've seen him, I certainly haven't seen him this prominently. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And with if that. I saw him at all in a lightning round, it maybe maybe it was just for a second. So yeah, he was. Uh, I think in one of the regular episodes, he was he was flying a ship, and oh. he got it was like only for like um like thirty seconds or something. Like he that. might have even been the Christmas episode. Uh, but if you don't remember him, he's the guy with a purple body, and he's kind of got like spiky nubs all over him, and his one of his hands is a trident that extends. Yeah, it's and he's a, got little fangs. It's a three-tined fork hand, so yeah. he's real good at fondue. Yeah. And then they, I do. I, I would be a good prom date. <laughs> we go to get fondue. Yeah, it's true. You want to go to he prom with Spike? You, though. That's the issue. Yeah, you have to eat You're off like, the it's tie. Too hot. Ah, ah. Stop it. <laughs> um, you burned my mouth, Spike Or. <laughs> like, it's okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. It looks like something out of a horror movie. It looks like some sort of monument to evil. <laughs> a slight correction, intruder. It is a monument to greatness. Who are you? What are you? You'll find out who and what I am soon enough. We were talking about their uh, first contact protocols and how she wasn't impressed with the palace. Now, they must have had some very impressive ones because Mark lands at Snake Mountain, which he says looks just like a horror movie, and he sees a talking skeleton and a man with a fork hand, and he's like, yeah, he's cool, okay. I'm not, su I'm not no, uh, surprised. No, he was, he, was, he was kind of surprised. A little okay. bit. He's like, who are you? Who are you? Or Men what, who he's, look, and then he's like, what are you? Men who look pretty normal. Because uh, also joining them is too bad. Too bad, yeah, two-headed man. Who we have not seen in a while. Yeah. You know. I think after seeing Spike or and Skeletor, you're kind of just like, okay, this is like, I'm this ready is, for two-headed people at <laughs> yeah. this point. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is I'm happening. ready. This, this, is, this is happening. Our, our, my, I need my pants need changing, uh, but it's all right, because I'm, I'm just going with it. Now. Do you have any gelatinous cubes around? Yeah. A uh, 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 talking keyboard? Something like that? My name is Colonel Mark Blaze. That is all I will tell you. You'll tell us more than that, Colonel. The Truth Scanner will make you tell us everything we want to know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they have some banter back and forth. And, of course, Skeletor is already ready to seize their ship and its missile <laughs> uh, that he finds out is on board. Yeah, he's probably just as happy to be able to say missile as Yeah, he, he really, I really was glad to hear him say missile. A missile powerful enough to blow up a giant meteor. And um, Andrea finally gets the ping, like the distress ping from Mark or his ship. And uh, she just tears off toward it. And it's, it was really funny, too, I, how jarring that was mm -hmm. when Andrea just left to solve her own problem. It was like, do you not know how it works around here? Like, He-Man <laughs> solves our problems. Like, you can't do it yeah, without He-Man. Yeah, yeah, we just we just stand here. He-Man does all the stuff. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny because she's like, I must go find him. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is what a regular person might do. It's Colonel Blaze. He's alive. I can find him now. Let me go solve my problem. But wasn't it funny what she did? She hopped on somebody's sky sled. First of all, assuming she knew how to drive one. <laughs> and second of all, she's like, I'm just going to take this. Were well, you fools standing around? Earth needs to be saved. <laughs> she was She was not hip to, to how He-Man is the one that we got to call to do everything. That is hysterical. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. And He-Man, uh, well, Prince Adam tells Cringer, it's time, Cringe. And Cringer says, you always got me chasing women on sky sleds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good line. He's had some good stuff. <laughs> he had, he's had good stuff lately, yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, He-Man pursues Andrea and catches up with her around Snake Mountain and sort of tries to give her the scoop because obviously she didn't know. It's like, I'm He-Man. I help around these parts. I've got a song and everything. <laughs> yeah, didn't you hear it? <laughs> oh, come on. Perhaps you heard it faintly as I was approaching. <laughs> Wait, it would have been good if, if she's like, do they always have those huge lightning storms around here? <laughs> she's like, yeah, we just met Prince Adam. I just saw you. He's like, um, no. no, we're good friends. He is a trusted friend. I have a like, are you person. joking? Like, what? No, you're like, no. Like, you have the same haircut, you know, everything. You look just alike, except you're a little more tan. No, he wears glasses, remember? <laughs> That's right. Isn't that what He's I do? He's got a tunic. I have no shirt. Can't you tell? We're very different people. Oh, I get it. Um, did did you find Andrea's voice odd in 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 a way? I feel like she talked a little bit like she was like a little brother character. Was that just me? Colonel Blaze is not in the ship, but he is very near. That way. A little bit. She's she clearly. I think she did a lot of the voices of the princesses in Shira. So she was just she's just trying to sound spunky. Yeah, that's how you I think sound, so. That's how I you th- sound spunky. I think that's what. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Spunky is a thing. I'm sorry, but a sky sled <laughs> versus a battle cat. Battle cat's got to be hauling it, that's like true. to catch up. Like sky sled can probably do, you know, pretty fast. At least like 60 miles an hour up in the air. At least. I mean, well, yeah, we didn't uh, He-Man get on a sky sled later in this episode to fly into the bottomless pit next to Castle Grayskull, and yes. he, like so that thing can fly that fast, which is faller, faster than like it's gravity falling. falling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Battle Cat must be extraordinary. Yeah, whatever. Fast. So he's hauling. Yeah, he's 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 getting. He's it. got some big muscles. And uh, Scott is a sky sled speed expert because right yes. now he's trying to um, engineer his own power wheels repairs. Yes, <laughs> well, engineering them for his children, mind you, not for himself. <laughs> right. Well, say, yeah, Scott loves. I them wish I could wheels. ride it. It looks pretty fun. Uh, I'm slightly too large for I it. I can, I can get my like quarter acre lot uh, <laughs> all and stuff around it. <laughs> get that mulch done in half the time. Mark is captive by Mark Skeletor. Mark is captive, and, and she shows up. There we go. Yeah, and to so help him. He, yeah, and He Man and uh, Andrea appear in the dungeons and see that Mark's uh, cell is being guarded by uh, Beast Man and Too Bad. Oh right, that is that's where she shows up and interacts with them. Um, I love how quickly also she adapted to just harassing them and and fomenting dissent in Skeletor's ranks. <laughs> now she's you're like, getting it. Yeah, she just she's just like yeah, let's just let's just mess with their heads. I've seen one of those in the Earth motion pictures. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> not not, she had not a, that, but yeah, yeah, she had a she had a prank she wanted to do where she uh threw some pebbles at uh, Beast Man who was nodding off and uh, Beast Man thought it was too bad. Hey, hey, cut that out. Cut what out? And so they start um, uh, fighting amongst each other while He-Man and Andrea go and spring Mark from prison. I do like that there, there's two buckets there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he could shove both buckets on Too Bad's head, causing Too Bad not to be able to see anything. And uh, the little buckets, you say they had little skulls on each of the buckets? Yeah. That was funny. I didn't notice. Yeah. How cute. You have to brand it for that's Snake where Beast Man. That's where you put the fish heads. I guess so. <laughs> I felt bad for Beast Man. I, I, I feel that he is, a, he is a tormented soul. Yeah, he was kind of like a sad uncle who's yeah, just trying to, trying to nod alone. off. He's trying to take his nap at Thanksgiving. He's had a lot to eat. He works hard, okay? He's, He's on his like, eighth beer. It's all right. 
you know, please just leave poor it's, Beastman alone. It's three o'clock. It's oh, time for his nap. I only drink canned beers. <laughs> Don't hit me with those stones. Go back to sleep, Furface. You must have been dreaming. Yeah, so uh, her plan to distract the guards works beautifully. And the, like, just almost instantly, they've got Mark out. And so it's time to fix the ship and then stop Skeletor from, from doing his evil plans with the missile, missile, which, of course, is to take the missile and to blow up the front of Castle Grayskull with it so he can get its secrets. Because we always blow the things up that we want to get the secrets of. There's a, there's a fun little uh, melee they had there where uh, Evil Lynn charges at Andrea. And Andrea <laughs> does fun. a hip toss on her and said she learned judo from her mom, which was really funny. I did think that that was cute. <laughs> I learned cooking from my dad and judo from my mom. Yeah. Beautiful, Andrea. Where did you learn that? My father taught me how to cook. My mother taught me judo. And everyone's like, ooh, it's the 80s. Where moms Sisters know judo. are doing it for themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our moms know judo. I wonder if that's the, it was the time of what's her name, the American that was um. What? Was it what? What year was this? Eighty six. She won. She won bronze or silver in judo. Like so thing. judo was beginning to be popular around this time, but it had not hit fever pitch of judo madness, you know. And there was never a judo kid movie, although there should have been probably because. This episode at least made it seem awesome to know judo. <laughs> were you big on knowing judo at your school, Will? No, we were into we were ninjas all the way. <laughs> oh, right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Why were you ninjas? What What was the inspiration for your ninjas in the eighties? Ninja Ninja Turtles, and oh, then the, okay. and then uh, there was like that. But that um, was nineties. American Ninja movie, and then uh, the, all the Ninja Nintendo games, and then the little ninjas in Mario Two. And <laughs> Those are. They're, technically, they're called ninji. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. So anyway, judo, the hot thing to do. Learn it from your moms. Um, ask your mom about judo. <laughs> ask your mom about judo. And your dad about teaching you how to cook. That's It's very cute. That I do love... You know, like, all kidding aside, I do love that sense of... Uh, um, optimism we had about gender roles in the 80s where it's just like you know like they could envision a future where you know kids would you know could look to their mom for career advice or their dad for you know home and love support you know homemaking skills i do think that's lovely you know don't get roped into your gender roles that's all i'm saying <laughs> Do judo if you want to. Do judo. Do you some judo. You know? Be a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. Okay? I'm just saying. Do it. Because the astronauts from Earth would want you to. This is He-Man. In Act 3, I carpool with astronaut Mark Blaze. That bomb will be my key to Grayskull. I have to get that thing fast. No time for the jawbridge. A Skeletor has got this... Uh, missile sitting o over on the ledge near the door to Castle Grayskull and He-Man just leaps over that huge uh, bottomless crevasse to go get it. The Skeletor is annoyed so he just starts firing off Havoc Staff blasts at him and ends up uh, knocking the missile into the bottomless pit. Yes, and so here's where He-Man chases it with the Wind Raider. He catches it, zoops back up, and this is my favorite part of the whole episode, when they see that He-Man was successful and he has retrieved the missile, he does a little wave from the river, <laughs> well, like a little, like a little parade wave. How funny! It was great. He-Man, you did it! 
said, so you think the episode's wrapped up now. No, they still got a problem to We've solve. We've got a really strong, I don't know if I'll call this, it's almost like a fourth act. Yeah. But it's like a really strong end game here. It's, it's I did not expect that. No, I didn't either, because usually that would be the end of it. It's like, and then it was all okay. Mm-hmm. Nah, they got 49 <laughs> we, minutes. We finally get to figure out what Tila wish she had. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do a lot in 49 minutes. I could not do all that stuff in 49 minutes. Is that 49 Earth minutes or 49, like, just made up minutes? Well, when the Earth blows up, like, my bad. And I thought you meant eternity in minutes, which is 49 days. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they had 49 minutes to figure out how to get this missile back to the Earth's solar system and to fire it at the meteor, because that is still a looming and imminent threat. They did some logistics with some signals from Earth and some scanners. It's not that important, but they figured out uh, how to get the ship back through the wormhole. And so uh, the astronauts go up the, there and... Well, it was a little important because they, oh, compared, okay, they compared the ship logs with Marlena's ship logs. From yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool, okay? Yeah, I, I, I get... Uh, I mean, you know... I was writing things down. I probably missed that part. Yeah, so okay. I mean, it was it was clever. You know, yeah, they're like, let's, let's check the two ship logs against each other to find out how to get back and mm-hmm. then quote unquote reverse it. But they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're able to. And this whole time, Mark is like, yeah, I don't know how we're going to fire that missile because my missile firing mechanism does not work anymore. <laughs> and He-Man's riding in the cockpit in the passenger chair, I guess, <laughs> holding the missile on his lap. That was my favorite part. Which is yeah. Not, which is what not is safe. I think I feel like Duncan would have lectured him on missile safety at some point. Like, like you know, Prince Adam, you should not ride with explosives in your lap. <laughs> like, maybe you do. I don't know. Well, I, I'd like to imagine they were going to put it in the tube or whatever he means is I think I'd just like to hold it yeah. <laughs> he's holding it like a cat like he's, good. he's taking it to the vet or whatever <laughs> I know your only chance is to reverse the readings of course you're right Marlena no wonder your skill and knowledge are still legendary on earth but we still can't fire the missile leave that to me let's go He's like, I'm going to be the missile launcher. Yeah, and of course, like, like as if there was any drama about this at all. Like, did we ever like, doubt for a second that He-Man was just not going to hug that, right, the missile with his arms? Like, as soon as he goes out into space, he's gonna, the vacuum's going to suck the life out of him. Like, I mean, come on. He held his breath. He held his <laughs> he breath. He held his yeah. breath. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, clearly. Strongest man in the universe. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was, he, can I just go, oh, he was really making me nervous holding that muscle. <laughs> I remember the whole time he was holding that muscle, I was like, this is not good. Okay. Oops, dropped it. Well, like, Oops. yeah, like, Oops. it's like when you ride in your car, if you had like a TV or a computer monitor you were transporting, you put a seatbelt on it. He man is not putting a seatbelt on it. You imagine him reaching, reaching over to get a drink of water or something and it go, falling out. I was like, whoop, my bad. That was a close one. Close one, huh, Mark? Huh, Mark Blaze? Huh, huh, astronaut Mark Blaze? That was pretty close, right? It's like, Jesus, He-Man. <laughs> Just put it in the cup holder. You're we have my, a very large one. This is an American craft. You're my best friend, yeah. Mark Blaze. Like, oh, my, my God. My big golf fits real nice in these. Mm. His, his missile fits it's real nice in this big cup holder. Best friends. <laughs> and now it's stuck. Stop, stop poking me with that with that missile. How much time do we have before that missile goes off? Three minutes. We'd better find that meteor. Are you my best friend, Mark Blaze? <laughs> sure he man. Yes, best friends. Um Yeah, so that I I sorry, I just have to say that was the most that's one of the most ridiculous parts I've seen. It in was the pretty ridiculous. Where I, he hooks the missile. I up. love they the launch shot. him in up into the thing. And he's out in space. Open the canopy, Colonel. Let's try out our new rocket launcher. Me. You. 
Yes, like with the little shot that they did of He-Man going up, I guess the missile bay, <laughs> yeah, is that what you cool. call it? Like like when they show his legs like rising <laughs> out of the tube. I thought that was ridiculous. I loved it. It was so dumb and great. You know, you know they enjoyed doing that. Oh yeah, you know they had a good time. The guy who wrote this, I was looking him <laughs> up. It's weird. He had more of like an animator career. He um he did like all he moved around animator jobs for the He-Man property where he did like um stock footage coordination and also regular animation and then for a lot of the like second tier that's not that's rude but like a lot of the disney films he did a lot of um assistant animator stuff like i think he was on um the i think he was on hercules and um a few of the other ones it was kind of <clears throat> interesting but anyway they he did a pretty good yeah, job he so wrote far. a great script yeah. yeah i love it i'm um yeah i really i'm enjoying this one <laughs> did it you mean we did it he was able to destroy the meteor by hucking the missile at it as we all knew he would and then when they're wrapping up at the palace um uh andrea and mark give a very half-hearted attempt to get marlena <laughs> to come back to earth like so you can come back to earth with us if you want to and she's like that's okay queen marlena why don't you come back home with us this is my home and this is my family. We understand, Marlena, but maybe you can all come and visit Earth someday. I thought that they, they did not really push her too hard mm -hmm. on that. They were not interested. They were like, we don't really have room on our spaceship, sorry. And then, you know, they, they really took some care with that scene too, because they animated Randor's face showing a little concern for a minute. Uh-huh. And then relief when, you know, she says like, no, this is my home, but I'd love to come visit. Yes, I think she, she said too, she said, this is my family, um, but I want you to tell everyone I'm happy. And I was thinking, she's like, also, tell my family that this is my family. <laughs> right. <and I'm> happy. <laughs> oh, well, they're long dead. Yeah. They died of grief waiting on you, Marlena. Well, you know that... Uh, <laughs> tell NASA they're not getting their ship back. Still got it. It's in my museum. Can't have it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, did, I, I enjoyed that one, too. They're like, we got to wrap it up. Let's address these issues very quickly and randor says one day maybe we'll visit earth and it makes for a very interesting movie that we will be reviewing <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah maybe we will visit earth one day <laughs> so that brings us to the moral marlena tells us that helping others is how they solve their problem okay sure he-Man helps everyone. Yeah, I was about to say, I think what we learned was teach everyone that He-Man, <laughs> yeah. He-Man's the way to go. You don't want to mess this up. That's true. Be nice to He-Man. Uh, and, and that brings us now to our ratings. Let's talk about this. We clearly enjoyed it. It was bonkers. Mm -hmm. I loved this one. It was really fun. I mean, right, I mean, from the mystery of what Tila wished she had to <laughs> He-Man he, holding the missiles. He-Man waving from the, from the sky sled with, yeah. a little, with a little hand. I think that missile just put him in a great mood. Yeah. I think that's all it was I don't to get it. to hold these very often. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're my best friend. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I go pretty high on this one. I'm I'm gonna say four point five. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna go I'm gonna go four point five judo lessons. There you go, judo lessons. I might as well make it a three three count because that's what I was thinking. Four point five. Cool. cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We all I, had a great time in space. Yeah. yeah. And let's give NASA some more funding so we can have more adventures like this. Yeah. Slash blow up meteors. Nothing that are like hitting. psychedelic tunnels to take you to, to <laughs> another world. It's true. 
Got to have something for prog bands to write about. <laughs> this is true. Right? What am I going to paint on the side of my van? <laughs> not a space mural. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, Orko is a wizard. Yeah. On the yeah. side of your van, like a wizard van, but it's Orko. Oh, you don't want Jarvan? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great van. Oh, oh that would be like the cheap version. Someone, someone give me a van. Yeah, I'm a gas wizard. <laughs> dream, dream big, Rebecca. <laughs> Somebody give me a van. We can, oh, think, we that, can make that happen. That would be a good gas station one because he's like, he's, he's like, <laughs> come down to to Jayco for your gas because the gas wizards are to, to support this. Yeah, they. I, I could have came up with something better if I thought about it. <laughs> That's good enough for Jarvon. <laughs> Jarvon's not got an advertising background. Now pay me. <laughs> That's our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 2, Episode 25 of She-Ra, Shades of Orko, in which we use markers to color Orko blue and orange, but somehow get a failing grade. <laughs> if you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Or tell your Alexa to play the Wizards Nightshirt podcast. We want to thank you for listening. And please remember, if Spike or takes you on a date to a fancy restaurant, see if you can't get him to run his times to the dish machine. weather for your trip, Adam. Ooh, I wish I had... Scott started Oh, is that Alexa. your phone? Scott, Scott started Oh, that's Alexa. so funny. What did she think you said? Alexa, what song is this? Guy Penrod! They know you want to hear Guy Penrod. <laughs> Oh, okay. Something whispered inside me.